All right, BizzleCast listeners, so this is the part where I bring in Pompa Bizzle himself. We're going to go right into the commentary. Some of you listened to my sort of little intro slash BizzleCast update. Some of you I told how to jump right to the commentary. So welcome to every single person, because this is where it actually starts. And uh, we want to get right into this movie. Dad, we love this movie, and we're going to talk for the next two hours about why we love this movie. Welcome. Let's go. All right, guys, so really quickly, and count from three to two to one, I'm going to say go. Uh, when I say go, you should hit play. I leave subtitles in volume level, uh, if any, up to you. Um, I'm then going to do a seven count of the first seven seconds of the movie to help even ensure further that you're lined up. It's the typical uh, it's the typical Warner Brothers thing, right, Dad, with the, correct, with correct. the studios or whatever? Yes. That, like, changes color in every, you know, every movie or whatever. Um, yep. And uh, I'm going to count to, like, seven or eight just to make sure Papa Bizzle's lined up and you guys are lined up. So, Dad, we love Affleck when he's great. We love Anna Kendrick always, and we love Burnthal always. Uh, and uh, this is going to be something special. I, I was really – this was already one of our favorites, and I was really affected even more the other night than I was expecting. So I'm pumped to do this with you. Me too. All right, BizzleCast listeners, get ready, and when you're ready, here comes the countdown. Again, make sure you're at zero. Uh, I'm going to start from three, and we're going to have a great fucking time with this movie. So three, two, one, and play. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Here comes the logo. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16, how you doing? 17, 18, 19, 20. Cool. I hit pause backs in the first second, so I hope I'm lined up. The R, you got the weird R thing? Yep. All right, here we go. So I saw this recently, my dad has not. That's the opposite of what usually happens. Right, but I have seen it at least twice, maybe three times, and I feel like I, I know the story pretty well. All right, here we go. So here we go. We've got multiple timelines in the story, although they're not tricking us with it. But it's one thing that, that my dad and I talked about as I'm writing my book uh, is the way in which they're doing something I'm trying to do, Dad, which is have one timeline, the main Affleck timeline, go straight forward, and this one uh, jump around, as quote unquote, in terms of the you know real world chronology of what's going on. To yeah, yeah. But it's not just to, diso- uh, to distract us; it's actually to reveal plot, but also to reveal character stuff slowly. Yeah, I actually forgot that this is where where the show begin the movie begins. The big speech where he cries and he's not sure whether Affleck's going to kill him or not it happens much later than I had remembered. Uh huh. Right. I think it's a great way to start. J.K. Simmons is in every TV show and movie ever, as you guys know. He's great <laughs> in everything, pretty much. He chooses amazing properties despite the number of stuff. Um, and uh, I would put this in my personal top three to five Simmons easily. It may, it may end up being my top after an, yet another watching here for Simmons. <laughs> Dram- dramatically. He's hysterical in Juno and Spider-Man and a million other things. Yeah, but he is so good in, in this, and it's so cool the way, way they go. start that you have no idea who, Here comes who one of the is. best titles, uh, fonts ever. Look at that font. Look at that. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, here it is, Dad. Here's the here's the um, autism stuff. So I'm going to throw it to you for this beginning. It's a very disturbing beginning. We see how truly autistic he is. 
Um, and this is where we see there's family problems. His dad's a military guy who doesn't believe in hippie new age stuff like what they're trying to do here. Um, this place obviously remains important. Again, a reveal that we don't find out till later. Here's a great, unbelievable kid who plays Affleck. And we yeah. meet the, the brother, uh, who, spoiler alert, is young John Bernthal. Um, and uh, this is a complicated relationship, Dad, because his dad is abusive in a lot of ways as a military guy, but mo- the mom's the one who abandons them, uh, and yeah. that, that drives everything. Don't you remember watching this with the dad's personality, and they immediately you're going, there's no way the dad's going to accept the language that this guy's talking about, this advanced exactly. psychological language. Exactly, exactly. Mom's trying to. Dad's already zoned out. Yep. He's, he's already checked out. Do you see that, Dad? He, he has fabric sensitivity, too, just like uh, a, one little bizzle that we know. Yep. I think yep. I think it's probably more common than people realize. Oh, I, I think so. And not just for autistic people, obviously. Yeah, yeah. right. I'm not an autistic guy. I'm the most functional autistic person ever. Actually, not. There's some really functional autistic purposes. Uh, people, Autistic people? Functional autistic people, excuse me, and we're going to see one in this movie. Yeah. I mean, the... The the reveal that comes at the end of this film make, makes you just need to see this film multiple times. So mm-hmm. this beginning of the film becomes so much richer and mm-hmm. and impactful and, and 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 moving, knowing who who that little girl is. So this was a very underrated movie. Did okay at the box office. No one out there is clear why there's not a sequel because everybody loved it and uh, it continues to be loved and watched. Um, but, uh, you know, I told my dad before the podcast, I could literally talk about almost every shot and frame and scene in this movie. Here's the puzzle stuff. The girl who's going to end up being important, we're going to see in a sec. Uh, but dad, the young boy who plays, uh, his brother, uh, who ends up being John Bernthal, he doesn't look like him or not look like him, but it, for some reason, the continuity totally works out at the end when you meet real Bernthal with the few scenes we get with these two boys together, which is just a credit to great young actors. Look how uncomfortable a young John Bernthal is. Yeah, and look, look at her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just the, the, this is so much more meaningful once you know who who she is, the little girl. I'm gonna have to tease a few things at the end, Dad, because like hell or high water, you know, the best ten minutes of the movie, maybe the last ten with just two guys talking. Um, right. But John Bernthal says basically, you you come to me. You shouldn't have gone to Dad. And that's why things went down that's, and you went, got, you know, he got shot and you went to jail. He goes, that's the only thing I'm mad at you about, man. I love you. But like, you come to me, you don't even go to dad, you know, right. and they have to build the loyalty. Oh, there's a little Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. He's, he's doing it upside okay. down. Amazing. This is one of the great understated Ben Affleck, maybe best comedy scenes of all time. I hope you're yeah. listening decently. <laughs> Look at just, just, just. People read and or listen to this. He's he's uh, monitoring other things because he can do a thousand things at once. There's his airstream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking his neck. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. You think these guys? They're both character actors. Those two. Up. Oh. Boom. He's already thinking. He's already putting it together. No, not particularly. You ever sell one? He has. Yeah. He can read people, even though he seems to have no empathy factor in terms of actual interactions. He can read people. Oh, here it comes. This is the- here it comes. He, telling him the things that he can't say, but he's going to say it. 
Could you remember your office space that doesn't exist? <laughs> yeah. Husband picks up on that a little quicker. <laughs> I mean, from the very beginning, Affleck just owns this this role. How big is your dining room? The husband's going, honey. Let me take over here. <laughs> he keeps shaking, yeah. shaking his head. Very, very non mansplaining. Husband's <laughs> like, let me just jump in here Look. for a sec. <laughs> even when he puts his thumb up it's like an awkward autistic gesture it's not exactly how we would do it Ben Affleck's one of the most director script specific guys ever which is why in a movie like this which shouldn't be funny he's hilarious at times in movies that are supposed to be hilarious like the you know, Batman movie is he's not great because Mm. He needs great material, Dad, but he also needs Affleck, low-key, opposite of Matt Damon type material. Up oh, here she is. Okay, so this woman, whose name I always forget, who's gorgeous, who looks like a D, Dad, Duala from uh, from Battlestar, in certain yeah. shots. Cynthia Adai Robinson, who plays Mary Bath, another spectacular performance. She plays Amanda Waller, who's the head of the Suicide Squad on the CW, on the network. And oh, one of the few high points of, like, special guests that come in and out, she's is is her character uh, who's played by viola davis in the suicide squad movie but in the tv shows she plays and she's really uh uh, almost evil hard ass in the show it's a much different character but she's tough in both cases here he is okay here it is here's the setup here's Here's what i decided that after many watchings their whole subplot never completely adds up to me and i never care because the character stuff adds up a hundred thousand percent right here it is that, so this is it. That, guys, I'm rereading Raymond Feist or re-listening on audiobooks. And I literally just read a book where they protect, they're, say they're a bunch of murderers are going to hang them. And at the last moment, they give them one last chance because they need what they need called dad, desperate men to, for, for a really tough situation because they can be manipulated. Yeah. But also they've been through some shit. We learned she took on a coke dealer and almost murdered him because of his her sister. And yeah. so she's a bad – she's, uh, again, dad, not an evil murderer. She has a record and he's using it but we learned that what she went to jail for that he's blackmailing her with here is not a bad crime by your and I yeah foster care yep it's sort of a a, a daredevil kind of crime so that's supposed to be redacted but she also lied on the application I don't know law enough to know what takes precedence obviously he doesn't care Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Young lady, uh oh. Yeah, he's he's a real tough ass. Yeah, hard ass. J.K. Simmons could be can be an ass and a fatherly figure, and say really sexist things like "young lady," but coming out of J.K. Simmons' mouth, it's just funny. I don't, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, right. Well, re- remember that role where he was the uh, the the music teacher at the, at the private school, and he was like so sadistic. You remember that? Well, my favorite is when he's, he's the dad in Juno with, with Ellen Page. You know, he can straight up be a dad. What do you want? She's crying. Look at her. She's already killing it. Yeah, well, she thinks she's, her career has just been flushed down the toilet. Yep. Mm-hmm. He wants to shoot. This is important. We're going to come back to this couple. But, Dad, really quickly... 
Uh, you could accuse the movie of manipulation in that last scene when we find out what she went to jail for, as I mentioned, which was almost killing a cocaine dealer that was taking advantage of her of her sister. Um, meaning he technically can blackmail her with jail information that's sealed, but it's not morally bad what she did. Like he wouldn't be against it, and when he learns what the what it was for, he's not even mad at her or judgmental, right? So, yeah. but that's important that that he was use, he needed some leverage with someone like her. He's got what eight months left, I think he said. Yeah, Here, she's the smarty pants. I think we're, he. Again, that's so subtle with one line. The reason he picks her is because he determines that she's of all the people who have turned down uh, promotions within the organization. She's by far the most talented, as we see here. And so he immediately starts smelling something. He's going, "Okay, this woman should maybe be my boss. And she's well below me after all these years. She thought she was hiding from her record. Dad is what was going on. She thought if she got too high, they would start digging. Um, and he finds someone who's, who's well under, not underperforming dad at the FBI, but well below what her rank should be. And that's where part of the leverage comes from too. She's not gonna be able to resist this, this level of, of jump of, of case, uh, uh, um, uh, complexity and importance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is really a a succession plan that he's hatching here because he, he knows what's yeah. going to be happening. And, and, and this movie is full of mirroring, which you know I love in movies like this when it's done right. And the speech that he gives uh, early on um, uh, that we're going to see in one of the flashbacks about uh, this was a team effort and blah, 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 blah. She gives the exact same speech at the end of the movie when, when, the, when the, the actual handoff happens in the you know, quote-unquote present. Right. Who are you going to have to do the, the forensic accounting? One of the big five? No. Contact an individual ready to come in cold. All right, so. Dad. So my first question for you is: He tips them off, which is why J.K. Simmons, while he feels weird about it all these years, takes the tips and he admits that he's not a great officer later. Right. And that's yeah. you know, and he feels bad about it. She's actually much more talented than him at an earlier age, which is part of the succession thing, right? You want the person after you to be not just as good as you, but better than you, if possible. Oh. Totally. Right. Um, but the question, Dad, is: Is he is Affleck helping these terrorists just for the challenge? Is that is that what's being talked about? Because then he donates all the money and he gives tips to the FBI. So what's he? I, I don't really get Affleck's game other than the challenge of the mental challenge. Well, is there a, a vigilante component to it too, where he takes them down? Some of them he feeds to Simmons, and some he doesn't. It's it's unclear. Because think, he must not turn them all in because she accuses him of being an international terrorist supporter numerous times. So if he was turning them all in, then he would just be a mole, which he's not, a traditional mole. By the way, guys, really quickly, and Papa Bizzle, you too, uh, even with my noise-canceling headphones, the difference between the average talking like we've been seeing compared to the music and or gunshots is huge. So there's going to be a few parts where it gets really loud, and I'm going to have to adjust the volume. Dad, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Listeners ahead in advance if it, if it pops through really quickly. Cause yeah, the, the, I've, I've got mine turned down really low, so I don't think it will. Yep, here it is. Yeah, they, they, they do all these great visuals to, to describe his Blowing personality. The, they, the way he just pulled the truck into the garage like, like he did. That, that's a great, a great sequence. The, the, the garage is to an inch exactly as big as it needs to be for the truck. Right. Great soundtrack, as all these movies. 
So I've been talking about that recently about the minimalist perfection movies on, uh, that I've done for the Bizzle cast. The three that I uh, here, here's the heavy metal. I gotta turn the sound. Oh down. right, here it is. Right. Um, by the way, guys, again, I'm not autistic, but when I was a teenager and really depressed or in a bad mood, I would blast loud music at night just like this. I would even go to sleep to loud, not this heavy metal-ish, Dad, but like Soundgarden and, um, yep. well, mostly, yeah, our guy Chris Cornell and those, and those guys. Um, this is not a, a masochism, by the way, guys. This is part of his touch sensitivity thing he's doing with his leg, right? The roller? Yeah. He, he is angry at himself later and is going hard on himself. Okay, here's mom leaving. Yeah, this is this is such a uh, a wrenching scene. Poor Bernthal. Do you see what the kid the kid's trying to give him outlets for ang- the anger. Do you see that the brother was the first one to throw the thing and then cuz he wants the other kid to start throw like do anything quote-unquote productive instead of losing his yeah. mind. And we see that the father really loves loves the kid. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. military men and a m- mom abandoning. Yeah, fuck you. Yep. Again, Dad, which mirrors the "you should have come to me" th- thing at the end with Bernthal. Here it right. is, Solomon Grundy, born on Monday. This is Lewis Carroll, right? And this is we. You know, he often goes by Lewis Carroll and or um, uh, Carl Gauss. Uh, you know, mathematicians. You know, he calls this place ZZZ. He's so confident in his ability to escape and evade that he doesn't even try to... uh, Like, let's put it this way, Dad. What's compelling to me about the Simmons um, uh, thing... uh, story investigation storyline isn't the specific plot of it because it doesn't end up being that difficult to figure out some of it because he's leaving clues and he doesn't really care. It's the, and again they focus on the character thing rather than making it this crazy mystery. And what ends up being the big reveal is what happened with Simmons many years ago, right? More than anything going on with this current investigation, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. Here it is. So this is the first time he comes just to hang out. This can get really loud. Um, so guys, I am a a massive pacifist who is very fascinated with military technology. I'm not going to nerd out the guns in this movie. I'll just say, as I said to my dad, they spent a lot of time in this movie thinking about guns, uh, and which ones he would use. Um, you know, they're not just sniper rifles. Sniper rifles in general have a very (laughs) wide range. This is much bigger, more powerful than most. And he, he goes to (laughs) anti-aircraft missiles by the end to take out the bad guys. He's perfect. (laughs) Of course, perfect shot. But that I did read, uh, after I watched it the other day and before now, uh, that they brought in spec op guys for this movie, which you might think they might not need and or want, uh, or (laughs) even think to do for a movie that, there is some right. good gunplay, but it's not like you know you're, you're like Michael Bay or whatever, where it's you know guns the whole time. They they did bring in some experts both to work with Affleck and to advise on on uh, the, interesting huh. uh, on the aesthetics of the whole thing. All right. Yeah. And we see later in the movie what the faces on on the cantaloupes are are all about, which was interesting to tie together. So obviously, rule number one of minimalist perfection movies is no excess. Um, I have watched this movie four or five times, have not found excess. If you spot excess, Dad, uh, feel free to point it out. I don't think either of us are going to find it. Yeah. Because we are uh, not even 20 minutes in, and I feel like we know this character really well, but we don't know him well in exactly the proportion they want us to. Yeah, like 
I mean, they're, they're very, you know, it's very efficient. They're, they're the faces there. I just noticed the original Star Wars. I never saw that before. He has the original Star Wars. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh-huh. He loves the comic books. We know that. He he sinks his money in, into the collectibles and the art and stuff. The, the thing I always say about Affleck, Dad, is he's great as non-superhero superhero as opposed to actual superhero. Right. He was awful as Daredevil in a bad movie. He never took to Batman role and ended up leaving it. But when he plays these sorts of roles, up oh, here he is. Here's our guy. Here we go. Jeffrey Tambor is Jeffrey. one of the most underappreciated, hilarious people. He's not in this movie. That's not the point. But in in anything funny that he does, he's whether it's um uh you know the Larry Sanders show, obviously, uh, which is the best uh, as the you know the dumb. The sidekick, um, or you know, the Hellboy movies, where he's the the hapless head of their little weird alien uh, uh, police organization. He's great. We love Tambor. I don't know what, what, if there's anything you want to say about him. No, I'm just trying to remember what uh, Affleck's doing in 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 prison. So Affleck starts a fight at the mom's funeral, and there's a thing, and oh. the dad ends up getting shot, oh, right. and he ends up getting thrown in military prison because everyone there's military. His dad's military. He had been training with military illegally, like Affleck had had actual military training through his dad, through shadow organizations, yes. which, again, they never really yeah. talk about what the dad was doing in the shadow organizations that were p- partially military. So they found enough reason to throw him in a military prison, and they, they don't spend time explaining why Tambor takes him on, other than you have to think, Dad, that Jeffrey Tambor's character is a giant brainiac, and he finally found someone who, as we just mentioned before, to succeed him who's even way smarter than him. This is very cool, the way they give you just a little snippet of how he, he was mentored by, by Tambor. But do you in, notice how he, they do this CP training right in the open because there's nothing illegal about teaching someone in jail how to be an accountant when they get out of jail. But right. now where they're talking about the dark stuff, you know, doing the evil, illegal stuff, they're, they're whispering in bed in the dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very, yep. very smart. Yeah. Again, it sells how smart Tambor is with a minute and a half of screen time. Good night, Francis. <laughs> Here we go. 20 minutes in. This was He's getting his first assignment? Not his first. Well, I mean, the, in, in, in the film that we've seen. Oh, yeah. People looking for you. So the other thing that's tough to untangle, Dad, is the extent to which Bernthal is looking actively for his brother as all this is going on. It's pretty funny because, um, uh, yeah, obviously, the bad guy ends up being. Um, sorry, I'm listening to the, the robotic voice, and we find out who that is later. Uh, John Lithgow, Dad. Also, the bad guy is Rebel Wilson's evil father in Pitch Perfect Three, which I just rewatched as well. Oh, that, that's right. So he's yeah. here again, to- tormenting Anna Kendrick. So at least two movies of John Lithgow tormenting Anna Kendrick's character. <laughs> Heavy sigh. That's mm. that's her version of an emoticon. <laughs> yeah, right. Here he comes. This is a great scene too when he first uh, settles okay, here in. Go. Here we go. I'm on the clock. Right. So, you know, they took a lesson early about which of the three executives that we meet are, are, are who and who's evil and whatever. Um, yeah. 
it's he just said it's a complicated accounting system. That's an understatement, and the the situation with the corporate heads here is also complicated. I believe she is the only one who's not directly implicated. Uh, the two men are both, I think. Correct. Correct. Hard copies. My eyes only. Liar. Yeah. Oh, there's the mention of Dana. Yeah, AK. So he is partially responsible for get, almost getting her killed, but she's also partially responsible by digging around. <laughs> that was a great exchange. How, how long have you been the, the CFO? 15 years. And then immediately Affleck says, well, I need the books from the last 15 <laughs> years then. Because he, he you know, uh, automatically distrusts the CFO. Of course. You're yeah. angry. Yeah. I mean, as a CFO, you only have one possible other job other than your official one, which is what this guy's doing and hiding money. Right. Now, the twist in this movie is that he discovers they're putting money into the company, and there's a whole stock reason why that's happening. Right? They're about to go public, so they're throwing money into the company illegally to inflate the, uh, the, the price, the I believe. The price. Right, right. Caltech. Mm. They know some of his weird clientele. I don't discuss client business. He's so military too, Dad. He 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 says, you know, the most military line ever. You know, we hear it all the time with uh, with uh, Eddie Almost in Battlestar. Is I don't guess. Like military people are specifically told to never quote unquote guess about things. And he says this multiple times in the movie when they ask him to guess or like hypothesize. And he goes, I don't do, I don't guess. Right, right. Just the facts. Yeah, it's weird that it takes her more than two seconds to find Lewis Carroll, but maybe she's not big into uh, children fantasy. Yep, here it comes. <laughs> Thank God for Google spell correction. <laughs> so Cynthia Di Robinson, Dad, is sort of on the second tier of why isn't she in more movies with her talent and looks and age? Yeah. You know, I, you know who my first tier ones are, like Brittany Snow, people like that who have already been in big movies. She's great on TV, and she's one of people's favorite characters, and she's great in this movie with people who have way more experience in, uh, th- than she does. And, th- and they do the smart thing in focusing on her as much as possible within this, this subplot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, look at that. But she starts calling in favors with all her like nerdy friends, which is always right, funny. Right, right. Oh, here it is. So, you know, again... Is it manipulative to make the evil company something that actually makes things that are important and good for people? Maybe, but... No, no it just, I think it just makes it more complex uh, morally. Yeah. And, and before uh, he shoots Lithgow in the head at the end of the movie, Lithgow tries for 15 seconds to give that whole speech about ends justify the means thing, and then he gets killed. It's cold. Turn up the heat. He's reading lips. Ah, Christian Wolf. <laughs> when rich powerful people guys tell you to call them by their first name you should immediately be suspicious yeah that's right red flag although this is an outside contractor that's essentially an equal during his time here supposedly so that that would actually make sense it, it looks, if that was a good guy he would probably do it but if you work for a person well above you and they say call me by my first name be like eh Right, you know, you're right. The fact that he he's an outside consultant, it's a little more appropriate. So he's only here two days. He's here today, and 
then we have the Anna Kendrick scenes, and then he spends the entire night here not sleeping, and then they fire him. Yeah. Yeah, that's an understatement. Let's go. Oh, that's really sketchy. I need you to be my eyes and ears. Yeah. Why do they think they can manipulate this guy? Do they think they can manipulate him for the exact reason they can't? Because he's autistic? you saw this guy's pedigree and his his degrees and, and all, and so he thinks he's smarter than the average bear. So he just gave him a misdirect that mm-hmm. you know didn't, is not going to work on on Affleck. So Lithgow, I think, is like the owner, and the other two are just executives, right? That's what's going on. Um, oh, here, that here it is. I mean, oh, God, right. if, if you don't love Bernthal in this scene, I, you're gonna, you're gonna. I hope you're listening to this a little bit. No, I, I'm not actually. I, I have it on, on mute. You can turn up a little bit. Here we go. <laughs> Founder, Leo, doing capital. <laughs> Look at that hair. Look at that head of hair. Look at him. Getting up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, again, he's way smarter than he's acting. He's doing normal thug language as Bernthal. That's right. Here we go. The gun. This is great. He, he tries to accuse him of, you know, big man with a gun, and now he's immediately yeah. looking at the gun to see if he can pull it on Bernthal. He's gonna look. So is this related to the main story? I have no idea. No, I don't think so. It doesn't. Third generation. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is just. He's show. hitting them with everything: the illegality, the immorality. Yeah. What is happening? Wrong answer, Simon. Oh. <laughs> It's it's Frank Castle with a few different life decisions. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Frank loves doing this to thugs, but of course he <laughs> loves doing it to drug dealing murderers. I think this is just a, an an introduction to his his character. Oh yeah yeah. This is not related to the main storyline. Oh, they want to strongly introduce him, but throw us off as him being Affleck's brother in the future. Yeah. It's a fun shot mm-hmm. for the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then an avid reader of the journal. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Are we good? Okay. This was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I look. Bernthal immediately did the Punisher after this, Dad, and it was a nice little warm-up for him, and it's a little yeah. warm-up for us to eventually doing, it's hopefully soon, the Punisher commentaries. Here we right. go. Here we go. Abyssal's <laughs> number one most eligible bachelorette on the planet is this w- woman who's sleeping at work and drooling all over herself, Anna Kendrick. Welcome, <laughs> Anna, to the show. <laughs> What can you say? Great chemistry. They, they, who, casting director. Three thumbs up. 
he doesn't know what to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's decided yesterday that whoever this person is, he's going to try and get rid of. Shakes the chair. <laughs> moves away like, like she's uh, potentially explosive. This is arguably, in this very short time, in my opinion, Anna Kendrick's best um, genre drama performance that has minimal mm. comedy, but she still nails and is totally Anna Kendricky the whole time. Yep, she is. Right. She is already working her ass off because she she knows this, they bring in a big time guy and she wants to be involved. <laughs> okay. For her sunny personality. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in this uh Here it comes. Here comes the awkwardness that she doesn't even realize. Oh man. I love you, Anna. Marry me. <laughs> what do you want, Dana Cummings? Okay. <laughs> Right. Of course he knows that she's the one. I'll find it. <laughs> oh, the, look at that. This line. I thought we could have lunch. I brought my own lunch. No, I uh, I, uh, I bring my own lunch too. <laughs> As if that's the issue, is pol- that they're both bringing their lunch. <laughs> right, this this is the polite corporate thing to do with an outside consultant. Is, you know, you try, try to welcome them in and yeah. Yeah. treat them like a human, but he didn't want to be treated like a human. Yeah. What's great about Anna's character in this is she has a super nerdy job. She talks, you know, later with her story with the dress about her being kind of an outsider in school, but they don't make her a stereotypical nerd in other ways. Right. Right. And that's why she connects with Affleck on a personal level so quickly is they're actually experiencing the world emotionally in similar ways, as weird as that sounds. Here we go. So this this speech here is... Uh, is this the speech? I don't remember. Yep, nothing fancy, just team effort, comprised of long hours of old-fashioned investigative work. She says the exact words at the end. Yep. Cynthia yep. Die Robinson. When, when she's standing at, at the lectern. Yep. And he's both proud and feeling horrible about himself that he dumped it on her at the end. Yeah. I mean, you don't see J.K. Simmons have a simmering uncomfortableness with himself through entire movies. That's not normally what he does. Right. Right? He's normally expulsive, external. Everything comes out of his mouth, no filter. Look at this. Mm-hmm. By the way, that this is the kung fu guy that Felicia Day has a crush on in fucking the guild 15 years ago. Uh, oh. Wow. His name's Fernando something. I Train killer. Thanks, mm-hmm. Dad. Fernando Chien. He goes by uh, Fernie. If you guys have seen the guild. Uh-huh. Interestingly, Dad, he was a nobody back then. He's uh, one of the best martial artists uh, in Hollywood, was the actor, Fernando Chian, the, the Asian uh-huh. guy. Uh-huh. It's interesting that he's actually getting cool roles that are just drama roles, even though he started as a, as a, as a you know, a stunt Very cool. Right, so again... 
I find myself tuning out of the plot details, not because they're bad, Dad, but because I'm just so focused in on uh, the acting and the character performances and how they're staggering everything together with thematically yeah. and character-wise. Here we go. One of the best movie scenes of all time. There's a lot in this one, but this is definitely one of them. Look at Anna Kendrick eat with her little business outfit, eating her sandwich and salad or whatever's going on. Oh, my God. She is the cutest. And her five-inch five high heels. Hmm. Look at that. <laughs> Look. Yeah, that's... that's... <laughs> oh, gosh, he's trying to make conversation. He's pretty... He Watch, ready. though, this flips so quickly when he realizes something about her. <laughs> he's trying to bore her into stop talking to him, actually. No, this this is the only kind of level of conversation he can he can uh, participate in is right. Like so she starts actual... talking. Sorry, she starts talking about why philosophically she likes her job in this type of work, and you're thinking this is going to actually be the last straw of him being. Can you just leave me alone? But he actually starts relating, and she starts walking over. Oh man, oh. the whole shtick. By the way, Dad, in almost every Kendrick movie, they give her at least one old fashioned like old man word to say, like shtick or tall drink of water because that always sounds hilarious coming out of Anna Kendrick's mouth yeah <laughs> dorky <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <This is> my, <laughs> great recovery yeah 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 you can tell he she, she's great with the, the gentleman very smooth <laughs> I like dog sling poker uh-huh. It's incongruous. I love that. Look, he's actually smiling. I love over that. Right. You don't expect school. him to, you we think he loves congruity, but he likes incong- incongruity, Dad, for that exact reason. <laughs> yeah, like him, he's just different. Uh, she's reeling him in, Dad. She's reeling him in. I love that in. expression about the University of Chicago where fun goes to die. <laughs> he's like data from star trek i'm joking yeah right very much like data except he's got the emotion deep down data doesn't have it <laughs> look at that <laughs> eating her grapes <laughs> she, she does not know Whoa, what to make of this he's, guy he's feeling something like she's never met anybody on the spectrum i think it's because she's the first normal person that's made a totally have a nice day. <laughs> uh, that was great. Have a nice day. This is his Here first totally goes. human moment. That was his first awkward, I'm actually a human being moment. Have a nice day. Look at this. It's like, like he's, he's going to battle. And that, again, Dad, it's called the accountant. Mm-hmm. And him being, a, you know, a... Uh, level 10 black belt accountant warriors as important as him being that of like actual warrior right i mean you just said going to battle i think that's very apropos of what's going on here he he sees it as a war and he's still living in the war the way his you know traumatized dad one would think would now but they are using the sort of martian slash tony stark you know avenger science music which is cool you you know it's almost a little bit more upbeat than you would expect but we wanted to sh- see i think they're implying that he's really enjoying himself doing this dad with with that music uh, almost that it's almost like he's doing something heroic here 
but through through his savantness. I mean, he specifically says he does, and that's why he freaks out when they don't let him finish it. Um, it's just the uh, the the heroic nature of his brain. I, I, that's what I, I music makes me think of. <laughs> he's dancing <laughs> oh man i never noticed that oh that's hilarious <laughs> maybe he's thinking of data oh uh, i no i think it, it, it's his he's like cracking his back he's like uh, lo- loosening up and that was a very smooth hip motion this is great the way he uses the glass it's interesting that he thinks they won't be mad about that <laughs> he just doesn't yeah. care he, he doesn't care yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, she's listening to the voice recordings from the uh, Mafia Social Club. I mean, people who believe or, or act a certain way in life are going to keep acting that way no matter what, despite the evidence. So he's hip to everything that goes on around him, but there's human stuff that goes on on a low level that he doesn't pick up on, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't touch that old man. Well, they're, they're talking about uh, Jeffrey Tambor as the old man. Yes, they are. Oh, right, because he's he, he he freaks out, kills the guard, and escapes because because uh, Tambor gets murdered. Right. God, does she look like Dawala in certain shots? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, she heard something. By the way, I think it's funny that there's she's Medina and the the Punisher is Madani. <laughs> I know. I, I was Medina and Madani I, with John Bernthal as the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was confused about that when yeah. I first heard heard her name ten minutes ago. I said, "What?" Mixed race, FBI. Yeah. Christened on Tuesday, married on Wednesday. Yep. Another great touch, Dad, is this bit here. They never try and make even slightly creepy, like uh, from like a horror standpoint. You know him. They never right. make him a scary serial killer. It, it, right, right, right. That's you a good know point. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Look. So this is it. We think she only made slight progress with him yesterday, but watch this. Look at this. Look how pumped yeah. he is. He's yeah, because he feels like she, she can understand him totally. and understand what she found. She picked up with that little bit of awkwardness how smart she is. He picked up on it at lunch. Yeah. And she's going to keep picking up on it, and so he's going to keep stepping up what he's telling her. Revenue's going up. Right. Let me turn this up. <laughs> he's such a genius. Mmm. Right, revenue profit. There's a leak. A leak. She's processing it. Sometimes referred to as embezzlement. Ed. Hmm. This is the first test question. She picks up on it right away. Yeah, that's how he finds out, is that that they're sloppy about generating quote-unquote random numbers for these checks. Mm -hmm. 
Isn't that interesting? If Lithgow had just used an iPhone to generate random numbers, that's, right. that's exactly right. They might have not solved this case. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's there's forensic research actually about that. What they're just talking about, what the. He loves that she she keeps getting closer. Look at he's smiling. They're laughing. Oh man, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> This woman does a great job because uh, she plays on her face, Dad, the whole movie that she knows bad stuff's going on and this is just going to get bad, even though she doesn't yeah. know the details yet. Jean Smart is playing Rita Blackburn. Yeah, she's been in a lot of great roles. Like when you see the movie and you rewatch it, Dad, it's clearly she's not in on the badness that's going on. Right. Right. She's just and which is why he's truthful to her. He's truthful to her in a way he wasn't to, to Lithgow. Right. <laughs> Some change. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there it is. I don't guess. Yep, there it is. So really quickly, uh, oh, no, it's off mic, Dad. Here, um, we, we have a couple more scenes, and then the the hunt for him begins on the farm. I'll, I'll tell you when that is to stop. Okay. All right. But first, <laughs> we have forced suicide, courtesy of John Bernthal. Oh, yes, that's right. So they, they, right, they get called in from this onto this case from the other end. Yep. Bernthal's uh, mercenaries. So John Bernthal's character is about to make this guy kill himself with insulin to kind of hide that it wasn't a murder, even though it's obvious to everyone that it's still a murder. <laughs> Sorry, I know, guys, this is dark, but Bernthal just kills me. Yeah. Look at these guys. <laughs> Look at this guy on his iPhone. Yeah. And it turns out that that Bernthal ends up uh, not being, in, quote unquote, the boss of a lot of these thugs that work for him. Like, they bring in Bernthal to be a specialist, and then he has to work with some of the thugs that are already in place there, if that makes sense. Yeah. For sure. Right. He tries to sell it as if we can make this look like a, you know, not what it is. It'll help your wife. It'll help everybody. Right here. Right. You're going to fight. You're going to squeal. Yep. My hands are this is this is a really interesting thing where he says that she's he's going to. He's, you're right, he says he's going to violate your wife a dozen different ways, and then he goes, I'm just joking, I'm not going to violate your wife. I think he is joking, and just what goes over yeah, the top. Yeah, he is, he is. Yeah. yeah. But that goes back to what I was saying earlier, Dad, about how this, they're trying to set up a, a, a smart misdirect by making him seem a little thuggier and less intelligent than he actually is, so we don't yeah. associate him immediately as FX brother, right? So you would think that this kid wouldn't bring out, like, rape as a threat. This guy, sorry, Bernthal. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because, like, threatening rape to someone's wife is something we see bad guys do all the time in movies, and you believe that that it's true. Whereas here, you're like, you can tell he's just gone over the top and threatening this guy, if that makes any sense. Uh Uh-huh. Make a decision, sir. You're right. Sir. So there you get his his military background. Yeah. Make your decision, sir. Obviously, the parallel to Dad is, you know, Affleck ends up continuing to be accountant despite being, you know, potentially being able to do a lot of stuff because 
it's just what he thinks he was made for and what he's best at, and that's why Bernthal's a mercenary. Not necessarily because mm-hmm. he wants to be a mercenary, but that's his whole life was being trained to be a mercenary, essentially. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Again, something that I think you and I share is when they don't hide the mustache twirling bad guy that uh, strongly. And right. I like that we've already had two scenes with Lithgow, and if you've seen any Lithgow, you can tell that something's off with this guy. Oh, he, he knows it was a... He's... Huh. Right. It was supposed to look like a fake suicide. That was the whole point. That's that's really... Cr- they keep yeah. trying to outsmart um, uh, a Ben Affleck's character with, with this stuff. There's no way. Oh... Okay, keep her chin up. Talk about ageless. God, Anna Kendrick looks the same as as twenty ten. Yes, she really does. You got that little girl face. I mean, teenage girl face. She's got one of the cutest little patoots in the industry. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I mean, look at this. We we don't see her do this stuff much. People do what they do. Is it possible that, that Ben Affleck is a little spectrum in real life, and that's part of why he's so good at this? Because we've yeah. seen him act in, in very weird ways where he's completely quiet, can't interact with people in real life, and then he'll say really bizarre non-sequiturs and things like that. That's totally speculation, guys. Yeah, I don't think he's probably spectrum by Chris. Yeah, and it's not that he's scaring her, even though a, a woman in this situation might be kind of scared, or a person might be scared the way he, intense as he is, but she's, I think, maybe at least part of her dad has to be thinking I'm in big trouble with what's going on here. Yeah. Maybe not getting killed in big trouble, but maybe getting fired. Right, because she's resp- she feels responsible for... Right. Causing the suicide of the she knows that this guy's friend. Because look, she already knows that this guy A is the most brilliant and B is a good guy. And so if they're getting rid of him immediately, she's smart enough as a human being to know something is off. Yeah, you see that now? There, they, they just show. They just shows. How okay, here comes the really loud heavy metal where he's punishing himself a little bit. Yeah, he's re- really shook up by by what happened. And this is amazing emotional facial performance from Ben Affleck. Look at what they're yeah. getting out of him. Hitting himself. You know that's real. These guys, you you know, guys like Damon and him, like they like to do that stuff real as much as possible. Mm. In terms of it being a hard a hard thing. Not sure why he's so shook up by what Because he didn't get to finish. He didn't get to finish. He didn't get to finish, right. Not he only that, it was one of the most interesting cases ever, and he nailed it, and he didn't get to yeah. finish after one day. It's like, it's like the uh, Muhammad Ali uh, and, puzzle He's having a human connection for the first time in a long time, and that got cut off too because of the job. Dana made a real effect on him. She really did, as much as the job. And that's that's part of the the moving. There's the pills, just like when the dad when the mom leaves. Mm-hmm. Now he's got to, he's got to pick it all up. He's exhausted. What 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 meds does an autistic adult take? Do you think? I mean, 
it's possible he's taking it for the sensory problems, you know, right? The way right. that we're we're familiar with that a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It could just be anti-anxiety medicine, or it could be, you know, stronger anti-psychotic stuff. Yeah, right, not that he's be. psychotic, guys. They're actually they're called antipsychotics. My dad's a psychologist. I won't make him explain why, but mm-hmm. antipsychotic medicine doesn't mean that you're psychotic. It's a type of medicine. All right, here we go. All right, so that so here's the flashback, and then mm. they're gonna go to the beginning of the action on the farm. So you can call it here, or you can call it then. I'm really okay, okay. At, at the moment, so. And just know so that they, at like they, 57 minutes, it's nonstop till the end kind of thing. Yeah, we can stop. They that. come after uh, Ma and Pa Kevil on the farm to get to to Affleck? Yep. Yep, they go to Mom and Pop first, and then Dana. Hmm. Their priority list is to murder him and then murder Dana, essentially. Because mm. he's obviously both the more dangerous and the more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. This father is such a complicated character. It's pretty amazing yes. what they get out of this guy. I mean... You want to just hate him the whole time, but there's a few moments when you almost can understand where he's coming from, especially when you combine trauma of war, what his son is, and the mom leaving, right, Dad? Like, those three things break lots of people. I'm not justifying his behavior, but just from uh, analyzing emotional standpoint, war trauma plus child trauma plus wife trauma, that's a lot of trauma. It is a lot of trauma. I guess what I'm asking you is, if nothing else, it's psychologically understandable, everything he does in this movie, in terms of n- n- not not saying it's right, but understandable is maybe not the wrong, you know, it's, right. um, everything adds up with the dad character for me. Yeah, he's he's so afraid of how, how, how vulnerable his autistic son is, and he wants to do everything he can so, um, from his perspective to make him invulnerable. So doing commentary, things are much different, Dad. But when I checked last night and the, the action was about to start now and we were over 50 minutes in, I couldn't believe it. I thought we were. I thought I was 35 minutes into this movie yes. the other night. Yes. I can't believe we're almost an hour in. Wow, that's incredible. It really is. And if, if you want to come, guys, and tell me that it's boring because it takes an hour for this movie to quote-unquote get going, then it, we just have different tastes in, in film. Um, up here it is. And look, the way they frame it, you think for sure she's going to get shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So it's like a cannon. So part of the reason it's so loud, guys, is often snipers are assassins and they put suppressors or silencers on the guns. But that actually makes them less um, powerful. And he, he wants every advantage possible to take down these bad guys. So no no suppressor on that big gun. Boy, that's for sure. God, he also wants like- to be able to shoot through walls if he has to, you know? Um you know, he doesn't do the John Wick head, uh, constant headshot thing just because it looks sexy. He takes whatever weapon he needs, just like his markers, right? He uses the whatever tools are needed. 
Okay, shooting a sniper rifle like an assault rifle is almost impossible in terms of the weight. This is un- shows you how trained and also how jacked he is. Yeah. Although, you know, he, he only shot the, the motor. He didn't... Well, he doesn't want to kill them. He, he shot exactly what he wanted to shoot. Yes, right. But... Now, how did he find out that just a happy coincidence that he was going to the range today? Probably. Not so happy for these guys. Mm. Okay, so yeah. talk about dark comedy. After this little shindig of a fight, watch the look he gives to the, the old people. Oh, yeah, the belt. I remember. Remember yeah. we took out the belt? You and I were like, yeah. oh, yes. Papa Bizzle and me love hand-to-hand fighting old school. <laughs> this is really old school. Oh. <laughs> Again, he just went from one of the most expensive sniper rifles in the world to his belt. He uses yeah. whatever tools necessary. That's his character. Yeah. Right tool for the job. Expanse talks about this with their 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 characters. Do you understand the rules? Mm-hmm. His approach to torture is a little different than his brother's. Well, now he's really. Yep, it's over. Really it's agitated over. now. You had to do Anna Kendrick for this role. <laughs> <You see>? <laughs> <laughs> this little wave. Yeah. I mean, you know, guys, me and my dad love a little bit of dark humor in these movies. Yeah. Not over the top like John Wick, but like in Logan with Patrick Stewart being crazy and stuff, you know? You, you need a little bit of a smile in these dark situations where there are good guys, especially. Or, or Bernthal acting like a hilarious psychopath. So uh, I was going to say that is they needed. Let me ask you, did they need the cutest and sweetest, we want to protect her at all cost actress that America loves, like Anna Kendrick, to play this role? Like, would, would it have worked with just a normal, um, somewhat vulnerable woman that's not Anna Kendrick? Yeah, yeah, I think her personality. But in terms of selling that he would be so defensive of of her and being defenseless, both because of her personality and her size, as opposed to Emily Blunt, who who always looks like a badass and can take care of herself. Yeah. This this sequence is very frightening. Moises? Sorry about the sound. Thought I had it turned down. The, the the dynamic range in this movie, which you commented on earlier, is really enormous. Oh yeah, yeah. Which which is normal. Um, but they you, they're pumping up the sniper rifle shots for sure. They're yeah. doing something more than just blasting the volume with the shots because it feels in your bones. It sure does. Tons of bass. Yeah. Well, here he comes. All right. So. I mean, Dad, you know, I guess this is a credit to the movie in that we've had Anna Kendrick on and off for the last 20 minutes, and after the saving and then their little bonding moment, and he puts her safe, that's it. We don't see her literally again other than she gets the Jackson Pollock at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a lot here, and, and then in the hotel room, and then... They, they do have her put up a fight coming up here, though, to the guys, which is great, you know? It's not as helpless as we thought. She can't defend herself. Mm-hmm. 
this guy's some some hunky assassin, some yeah. good-looking guy. Oh, here they come with with her her body suitcase. <laughs> By the way, I know it doesn't seem like it because she's this giant superstar, but I, in the A level of underutilized actresses, I would put Anna Kendrick. She still doesn't get enough roles. I, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because she's tiny. She was in a George Clooney movie. Oh. Yeah, she she almost got an Oscar for that movie. She was nominated. Yeah. That's a fabulous movie. This is so scary. Get your hands off her, you motherfucker! Yeah, get it, Anna. Get it. That hurt. I think she gets another one coming up here. Yeah, this is fun. This, this part is fun. <laughs> it's funny that you said he's good looking, because with, with Ben Affleck around, no one seems that great looking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there it is. There's the John, the John Wick. No, but see how he goes to the chest first? Yep. Why? Because, because it's a safer it's, it's shot, a bigger, even at close bigger, range, just to yeah, disable him, and then you go to the head. That's, it's, that shows military training. Mm-hmm. And that these guys really thought about the, the choreography of, of, of the gunplay. Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have to be Anna Kendrick, but... As one of America's sweethearts, it is terrifying, this scene with her. It is. She's one of the most universally loved, you know, figures out there. This is great. Here it comes. This is the scene I showed you the other night. As if he needs more motivation. Oh, right. one hands him. Boom, two shots to the head. <laughs> <laughs> we better go. <laughs> <laughs> And so, Dad, we don't have to talk extensively about this, but I, I've been referring to this on and off mic as a genre film, but it's, it's such a great drama-slash-action movie that, based in real reality, where they don't have to create their own world to have science fiction or superheroes or whatever, that it doesn't feel like a genre movie, but it has enough nods to old-school stuff that you've been watching forever and still watch, right, in the action-drama genre. The shot of Bernthal was hysterical. He had his toys on. He had his designer sunglasses, his designer watch. You agree, though, with that it, with that hair. It, it's it's a whole new look for him, right? The yeah, big head of yep, hair? Yeah. He tells her all the secrets. He tells her all the secrets, basically. Yeah. He, he's he's, he's going to tell her as much as he can without compromising her further. She's going to see all his weirdness, but she's smart enough to know that he's on the spectrum or, or more. When, the first time I saw this, I thought this was like a plane. I didn't realize it's just a quote-unquote RV. Mm-hmm. It's an old-fashioned Airstream. She doesn't care that he comes in whatsoever. Look, being an art student, she can't believe that, that that's hanging there. Look at that. She's like... Mm. In awe, a total awe. Who's that? Is that Monet? I don't know who that is. Uh, it's uh, no, it's not impressionism. It's too Ren, it's, uh, Renoir. Um, Renoir. And like he knows that she should be, she could be doing this, looking at his stuff. He doesn't care. He trusts her. He completely trusts her. Yeah. Oh, there are the guns. That's what he doesn't want her to see. Who are you? Should not be here. Sit <laughs> down. She's like a little girl now. 
What is this place? <laughs> 34 feet, 7 inches long. Yeah, Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. He says preferable a small space. Remember they talk about that in um. <laughs> I don't live here. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're an accountant. <laughs> yeah. He's still explaining the logistics. She doesn't care. In Twelve minutes. Yeah. Huge. Right. It's irritation. Yeah. Oh, he just said everything important to me is in this trailer. Yeah. Uh oh. She's in love. What's <laughs> <laughs> that worth? Like a hundred million dollars? Fifty to a hundred. I mean, theoretically, it's quote unquote priceless, but there's always right. a price they settle right. on. Right. Oh, God. I love Pollock's work, but hate what it generated. Okay, we won't talk about modern art. Here we go. Here's one well, of her buddies and buddies. About modern art. I don't know that. I mean, do you agree with me that she puts in a great performance in this movie for Relative Unknown? I, I think she's yeah. awesome. No, I, I think she she's, does a great job with this role. I mean, you could cast Rosario Dawson or someone like that in this role, but I think with all the famous people, it was smart to have this character I agree. <laughs> at least be someone who could be famous eventually, but right now is a Relative Unknown. I agree. This, this is interesting, this voice analysis by this FBI guy. Or NSA guy, or whatever. Children have been exposed to trauma. There you go. Nice diagnosis. Or neurodevelopmental disorders, or both. So you know that we, as the audience, are always one or two steps ahead of of these guys, right? That's that's sort of the point. <clears throat> And so that's why it becomes not an unraveling of a mystery for us, even while it is for them, but rather the development of this character, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to get to earlier. It was not that I don't like the investigation, but I don't really care because I'm focused in on the character stuff going on and, and sort of the world building, if you will, even though it's theoretically our world. Uh oh, little little epiphany, maybe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Lewis Carroll, quite a brilliant and disturbed man himself. Of course, that again, like the Matrix, Ex Machina, and a bunch of Bizzle movies, Alice in Wonderland and Lewis Carroll keeps coming back. I, I have to do a count of how many Bizzle movies directly reference and talk about uh, Lewis Carroll and, and Alice in Wonderland. Mm. I think it's a, it's a trope in these sort of movies even more than The Wizard of Oz. Just give me money if you're going to put it back. Hmm. 
Yeah. I can't afford this. <laughs> My treat. <laughs> oh, now she's in the, the guts of, of, of Nerd Central at the FBI. Yeah. His money never shows up because he puts it in all these ex- expensive investment uh, items. So here's the big question, Dan. If part of the, J.K. Simmons' whole professional success and, and what he's trying to continue is having M- Medina continue all of this, why now? Is this really just a personal crusade before his retirement to find out who this guy is? Yeah. I mean, let me rephrase that. Is Other than what I just suggested, is there any other reason that we can understand that eight months before retirement, J.K. Simmons wants to find out the true identity and background of, of Ben Affleck's character? No, he's just running out of time, so he's bringing in his... Uh, but if he exposes him, then the source is gone. It's over. Unless the whole thing's a manipulation of Medina on, on his end. and she never. I don't think he ever <laughs> expects her to find... Mm. chocolate milk for a shake uh, hamburger and fries you go girl it's possible that's the only way he can think to get Medina to understand how complicated it is to, to put her through sort of a half sham investigation that he knows he's not going to get caught Christian Wolf oh right they're a form of yeah, payment yeah that's why I said the, uh, I kept talking about the money of everything yep uh, I see yep in fact, Medina is the one who comes up with the idea before J.K. Simmons. I don't know if it happened already about alternate forms of payment. Cause, no, I don't think it did happen yet. Because he's lacking cash compared to what he's doing. And so sh- sh- they start thinking outside the box about that stuff just like you did. Oh, God. A little hard Anna to hard Kendrick here. And Kendrick and all <laughs> jeans. Hard to... Uh... Lump of coal. God. That that jean shirt is so dirty and adorable. God bless her. <laughs> here here comes the here comes the, the life story. <laughs> you know how to murder people. Mm-hmm. Oh, psychops. That's what I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that he was psychops. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Look at that. Every six months. Cancun. <laughs> Not my proudest moment. That's such a funny line. God. I'm here. That is funny. Your life is unique. There's a question is that when was the last time he revealed this to another human being? Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now more specific. 
When was the last time that he said he wants to be able to socialize more with people and be honest like that with someone? It's yeah, cool. right. Like, like the tenth of never. Here it comes. This is great. He's finishing her sentences, which is fun. But then eventually she says, "Let me just talk. Stop interrupting me." Very nicely. <laughs> he gets it. He totally gets it. <laughs> It's such an, an interesting conversation that they created to uh, to congeal the relationship between the two of them. So he's not he wasn't interrupting her because he was mansplaining. He's interrupting her because that's just how he functions, and they're on the same wavelength, and he's excited about it, and he understands what she's saying and whatever, right? And so that was right. a great little subtle touch by Anna there, where she, it's not the let me finish because I'm a woman and you're mansplaining and interrupting me. It's I know you have a problem, but let me just finish my story real quick. Oh, look at that smile. Oh. Yeah, she's really warm to him since he told her, you know, the thumbnail of his life story. Pompa B, if smiles could kill, Anna Kendrick would be a grade A assassin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've already figured it out as the audience before he does, which is great. Wow. Remember that word, Dad? Remember wow. Yeah. Right. At the end. I was trying to belong. And this isn't just baloney to connect further. He would see right through it if it was. Right. No, she's being t totally genuine. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> great. Right. I lost all the 20 bucks. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his little hat quarter smile. He laughs. Only wore the dress the one time. So that is an example, guys. As soon as she starts talking about the dress story, Dad, I remember the theater being like, I know where this, the content of the story is going. Mm. But it doesn't matter because it's this that's important. It's this interaction when you're making movies. It doesn't matter if the audience can predict stuff or not. That's why I don't care about spoilers. Look at that. Look at that. I thought this hotel had good water pressure. That, that's why. Scratchy towels. There you go. Oh, I hate this. Does. Unfortunately, a lot of nice hotels have scratchy towels yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I wanted you to I like it. Look like at that. It. Okay, so they've started, quote-unquote, selling a partial romance something, like, what, 15 minutes ago? And... Oh my god. No, I don't think so. I don't think it was That's a classic movie move coming up with the idea before the kiss so, mm. to keep us uh wanting it. Yep. I mean, that Anna Kendrick is, is fearless no matter what, but you have to admit, being an a, a Oscar-level performance as a youngin with George Clooney, basically, you know, working with anybody from Ben Affleck or whoever at that point makes it easy, right? Sure. In terms of not being starstruck herself. Sure. Here's explaining uh, a previous example of what's going on at the robotics place. Pound for pound, anyone with more charisma than Anna Kendrick in Hollywood? Pound for pound, since she weighs almost no pounds? 
uh, I don't know, Natalie. Yeah, I mean, all the ladies that we love are weigh like 90 pounds. <laughs> no, Natalie's not as charismatic as Anna Kendrick. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh. Any little jealousy there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, the, the, uh, his autistic woman friend, who's spoiler alert behind all this, uses the sort of generic uh, English female voice for the exact reason I use it on all my all stuff. It's like, if you're going to just pick a, a completely anonymous but relaxing female voice, it's, it's, it's that sort of in, that proper English accent. I think that's why she does it, because it's soothing to him. It would be my guess. Mm. How did he end up here near his brother? I forget. I, oh, I just saw this and I forget that they interact this early. Yeah, what's left? Is the whole rest of the movie the this? I, I don't think we're at the house yet. At the uh, at the CEO's founder's house. We're yet. getting there soon. This is great. Yep. Intentionally left unanswered when they figure out who's who. I think Affleck must know it's Burnthal. I don't think Burnthal's put it together yet, but he's got some... He's smelling something. Although he wouldn't have done this. He knows it's coming. Yeah. That was almost a little grin on Affleck's face when he knew that the shot was coming. Hmm. Hmm. I think he had to grin when the uh, when the big monster bearded guy pulled out the knife too at in, at, in the farm. Oh, that I he's going to get he the belt. Grin. Whoop him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Then this is obviously he, the confirmation that she's not a bad guy. Well, that, that she's maybe it could go either way. No, uh uh-uh. We think she's not a bad guy, right? Is she his sister? She is his sister? I don't know. Yeah, they're not lovers. Not his wife. Yeah. Because like you said, he he never married. Maybe his sister. Sister, best buddy, partner for life. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Which actually could explain how... depressed she looked in her final scene in the office was that she's known him for so long and now she can no longer hide from her suspicions about what he's really doing, right? All right, so this is just the, this is just the name finding thing here. So if you don't mind me continuing that thought there about her and John Lithgow, um, to ask you, uh, from again, character building, um, I think it's realistic that you could have a friendship for 40 years and the other person does everything right and is like the best person ever, but you know there's one dark thing and you never find out about it, right? And you just pray it's not (laughs) what John Lithgow has. You pray it's like a mental illness problem they're not talking about or something, right? I mean, I guess that's what they're trying to imply is whatever the relationship is, they've known each other and been buddies for such a long time. It's she must have suspected something and it's devastating that's come out. 
I just wanted to finish that character thought. Mm-hmm. Wabash. I I kept thinking this was in Illinois. I th- this isn't guaranteed it's in Illinois. I don't know. Oh, no, the, wa- the yep. Wabash is... Wabash Kendall Rivers County, is- Illinois. When you, th- when you think of Wabash, though, you think of in- Indiana because it's the Wabash River is in Indiana. Well, I think of streets but- of Chicago, but it actually... That that was that was reminding me that I uh, there she goes got the got the smile. Yeah, but you're you're right. It, it is a big street in Chicago, Wabash, and this is a suburban <laughs> Chicago. Here it comes. Here's where she starts moving past them. This is a great scene. Mm-hmm. The accountant. Right. Yeah. And another three hundred thousand through Kim's nails. Do you see what I'm saying, Dad? That we get the, in all of the information that she finds well before she finds it. That's very intentional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like from that first scene with the couple in the little building that you know is just a front or whatever, we kind of know that what she's talking about now. Right. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Carl Gauss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. A million bucks to to the. Uh, By the way, that she they referred Dad to Lewis Carroll and Carl Gauss as mathematicians, but in terms of their professions and contributions, could not be more different. Uh huh. There you go. What if he's taking other means of payment? For better or worse, Gauss is known as one of the fathers of modern weaponry. Not because that's what he wanted, but because he mm-hmm. came up with that t- stuff. It wasn't as direct as the the atomic bomb guys, but the, the name Gauss is associated with a lot of advanced weaponry, both in fiction and, and in reality. Whereas Carol's considered, you know, one of the greatest literary figures of all time. I, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. else you, he's not dissimilar to Jackson Pollock in, in the culture. All right. This is where they, where they part. This is it. This is it. So we've had Anna Kendrick on and off for about 45 minutes. Great performance. Yeah. I just he, let me just finish my Anna with this because this is sweet. He just looks at her in a non creepy way and then says, "You deserve wow," which is adorable and shows how far he's already come. I mean, let's put it this way, Dad: look how far he's come as a human being in two or three days because of this little young woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. The defining scene of the movie. This is it. This is yeah. it, and this is why. Spoiler alert, guys! It's happened before. It's going to happen again. I start crying with Bernthal and him at the end because of this scene. Yeah. Do you notice, by the way, Dad, that the uh, straight-up martial arts training earlier, where they were in a mostly safe environment, that's the only time the dad was ever sort of smiling at the violence with the kids. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. And you see, he's almost worried. Even though he set up this whole fight, 
when he knows exactly when he's going to send the other brother out to help and make sure it doesn't get out of control. He sounds very yeah. serious. Listen, uh, I know you're not listening, but you'll be able to see it on the dad's face. Right. He's trying to make this funny, but then as soon as Christian goes outside, you'll see his face change. He Look, it's already changing. Mm-hmm. This, by the way, that is one of the biggest uh, unresolved moral issues in our culture is def- is fighting bullies. Is it wrong if you do it the right way to teach your child to fight back against the bully and to actually do so if you're being bullied? Right, yeah. Because tough guy middle America says fight bullies, but then like new agey stuff says, you know, never fight back, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Turn the other cheek. But when you watch a movie like this, do you ever root to not fight back against the bullies? I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. No. No, you don't. Listen to music. You, you know this is in France, right? Here we go. There's expanse music going right now, Dad. Tight music. Here it comes. Oh, I forgot now they were we... adults. Go. Yep. Mm. Hopefully you guys have a little sound. Really, really epic music. They say. Yeah, for this I, scene. I can hear it. I can hear it. He's not happy. Yeah, but it's but it's not scaring uh, Anna. She's never afraid of him. Right. I think that's another point of this movie, Dad, is you can have someone on the spectrum like him that seems unemotional. You can have someone that's very nerdy and socially awkward on the surface like her, and yet they have high EQ in terms of perception. They don't have high EQ in terms of behavior, right? Yeah. But they have EQ, high EQ in terms of perception, as right. does his brother, by the way, as we find out at the end. Right. Oh. Mm. Yeah, it's very sweet. And he knows that for her, he he's not a wow. I mean, combining this unresolved storyline, Dad, the somewhat unresolved relationship with the brother, and how great the movie was, I think of all the movies you and I have seen the last four or five years, has there been another movie where we were shocked and continue to be so shocked there's not a sequel? Like, can you think of another example of a movie? Let me put it this way. Can you think of another example yeah. of a movie that we love, we've seen the last few years, where it was a slam dunk coming out of the theater that they were for sure going to do a sequel? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Accountant 2 is for sure happening. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what I could think of. Yeah, I can't think of another one at the moment. But. About 30 Marvel movies, a bazillion other genre things, and Nine Fast and the Furious, we can't get Accountant 2. Although the TV show thing that Affleck teased would be amazing. <laughs> that could be an HBO pickup, actually, Dad, on the new service, an accountant show. Oh, there's the thing. There's the, there's the thermos that he uh, beat somebody to death with. The, the guard? or something. And again, I remember watching this, Dad. I don't know if we said in our whispering to each other and being like, <laughs> they're obviously being watched by the woman you know, and or him here, even though they think they've got the drop on him. Oh, they haven't discovered the the anti aircraft minigun yet. That's that's great. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Also, J.K. Simmons' dad, starting in the last scene where Medina has the first big revelation with new information, has his slight personality change from now, from then until the end of the movie of not just being a condescending, you know, I'm sending you on this mission and I know everything that's going on. He's now reinvested in this case. Look at that thing. Oh, my God. Do you agree with... (laughs) Do you agree with me though that no, no, Dad, that that Medina has t- turned his, helped him turn his corner, in terms of actually being reinvested in the case and not just throwing her at it and being a condescending old guy, but like yeah. now he's actually, uh, you know, he's starting to feel like a investigator again. Yeah. Right. So she sort of rejuvenates him at the end of his career in a, in a weird mirroring way. Here it is. So, yeah, so, Dad, they sell it because Bernthal sends these guys out to die easily and doesn't care about them, that he's been hired separately from them. Mm. Which, I don't know if they needed to do it, or maybe they need to sell it better, but it... Oh, he's he used the word freak, and it, it gave uh, Bernthal pause when he used the word freak. So this is the other kid. hypothetical, Dad. Is there anything more than 0% that before Bernthal shows up and takes this job that he thinks his brother's involved? Does he have anything higher than a 0% chance before the freak comment that just happened? No. No. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. I would say 10% just on repeat watching. So I wouldn't go higher than that, but I wouldn't say 0 Just from the scene with them on the street. Oh, here it is. Now, this, is this is where I love her. Because you totally buy her as a badass right here. Yeah. I mean, Dad, do you and I think that that's a horrible thing to do? No. And he doesn't either. And he's your 17. He cooked for three days but lived. Do you regret it? (laughs) Jeez. So, saved her life. Turned her life So, saved her life... Created her sister to have a family life. Yeah. Completely sacrificed herself. And you're going, J.K. Simmons, you are a big fucking asshole. Director King. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. (laughs) This is the moment that I think that locks in, that she's better better than him. Here it comes. Here comes his reveal. Here's what he knows about Ruff. Look at him. He's held a gun in a thousand movies, but with this character, he's playing it like it's like the second time he's ever held a gun in the field before. Exactly. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, that's the genre thing. Nine men would die that day. I love that, but... Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Noir. There's as much Western stuff going on in this movie as, as criminal gangster genre stuff, I would say. Which is part of why I love it in the Hell or High Water category. I mean, he's sort of a Shane character as Ben Affleck, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like Logan. Mm-hmm. Or the Punisher. Little Tony Pizzato. I love it. Uh, the Italians. God bless yeah, I, I, I watched. Uh, I watched Donnie Brasco last night. You watch what? Donnie Brasco. Oh, That's yeah. an Al, Al, Al Pacino gangster movie. We saw with, that way uh, back in Sean. the day in the theater in Florida, I with, think. With, with Johnny Depp. No, I saw it with Gran. I saw that with Granddaddy a long time ago. Uh, in Florida. I had never seen it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. 
It, it holds up. It does. It holds up. Here it, it, is. it does hold up. But what I found interesting okay. was that. Uh, All right. Here comes the JK performance. Yeah. This is a great scene. Oh my god. <laughs> Good one. We're totally lined up. No. His his last confession. Mm. Are you a good dad? I'm getting choked up here. Yeah, it's a great scene. The music. Oh. Hmm. God, this is good. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that, that, by the way, is also another reason that Simmons gets cast a lot is... He doesn't have to pull the stop out stops out that much in all of his movies, but they mm-hmm. know that he can. Right? Like just like his comedy A level comedy, when he wants to pull that out, he can pull out the great A level acting, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh right, here it is. Yeah. Speaking of uh a pound for pound, Jeffrey Tambor is in two minutes of so many movies and is always memorable no matter what. Yeah. Also, interestingly, these two guys, J.K. Simmons uh, and uh, uh, and Tambor, would n- never be, I think, accused of being extremely handsome actors. Oh, right, for sure. Right. But you want them in as much stuff as possible, and you never want them to end because they're so brilliant. Yeah, yeah they're superior actors. Superior actors. I remember being a tinge wanting more Tambor. After that earlier stuff with Affleck, but oh man, mm. this is so horrible. So you know, that's the thing, Dad. The the reason he like with Medina is he keeps working outside the law with Ben Affleck's character for the same reason he is okay with what Medina did as a kid with a cocaine dealer. It's the vigilante <laughs> thing, right? We keep coming back yeah. to this. Yeah, totally. The, doesn't have to be the Punisher, but still. Mm. Uh, so he's looking for trouble. Yeah, he had to ease his guilt of the tambour. He uh, would have gotten murdered by yeah. those other guys if Affleck hadn't been there. Right, that's right, totally. Here it is. Yeah, then he gets the call. I think this is a Matthew Broderick um, War Games from the 80s reference. Coming up here. Where she says, do you like, does she say, do you like to play a game? What does she say? Do you like puzzles? Oh, do you like puzzles? Okay. Yeah. Borderline. Puzzles. Oh, so it was the British girl. So let's call. Puzzles. 
Look at her in disbelief. Yep. Those are the guys that kill in the video game. <laughs> I feel great killing them in the video game. Yeah. They count them. Prisoner 831. Mm, here it comes. Here comes that here comes the flashback within the flashback. Yeah, to the mom to the mom's funeral. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting for me to map the chronology of this on the on paper sometime just as an exercise as as a writer. Cause it's not one's going forward, one's backwards. This whole bit is is jumping all over the place. Mm. Oh, we do get more tambor. Oh, look at these guys. Yeah, it's very paternal. Oh man. <sighs> man. Yeah, it had to be clear it wasn't a post jail suicide. Right. Mm. <laughs> so that was the first big killing was going after Francis's killers. Yeah. So he was there at the beginning, and that's why he got the call. Okay, actually, this is starting to make more sense to me, finally. Oh, here it is. Now yeah. they're going further back in time. Yeah. Why did he go to jail? I'll tell you the story, and we're going to see it. There's Dad. I mean, this is masterful uh, attempt here, Dad, filmmaking, of showing and telling at the same time in perfect proportion. <laughs> Now, how did Dad? Uh, how did Ben get a get a military uniform? Was he in in the military at some point? Yeah, time? they. He said that he his dad was working in a sketchy area of it, and it seemed like the son was too because of his his brains. Like he, mm -hmm. they were using him as a human computer or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he couldn't have gone to military prison unless he was at some level in the military. It's illegal. Oh man. Here it is. Yeah. And this is the, the the what's about to come up is is why his brother is angry that it didn't come to him. Right. Right. After what our dad put us through, man, we might love him, but why do you, do you trust him? Here it comes. Barney five times squares off. Mhm. Mm Barney Yep. Nothing like giving guns to people with no training and experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, by the way, Dad, was why the Israeli sale of their weaponry to the police force was particularly scary. If they were selling it to the National Guard or the military, which they mm. do, that's not scary. They're trained. The fed guy with the donut has 21st century carbines. Right. Right. Here it is. This is dad got shot, right? Yeah, got killed. Yeah. Adding wow. to the tragedy. Wow. Mm-hmm. And now he can feel guilty about that because he caused the whole yep. ruckus. So is his dad evil? It's a tough question. I wouldn't call him evil. He's not a great guy. Right, his moral code. Which he didn't get from his dad, obviously, which is also interesting. It's right. mod or at least it's modified, right, Dad, from his, his dad? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, let's put it this way. He was more emotional with Anna Kendrick in those couple minutes than we ever saw his dad being possibly, like, emotionally open. Yeah. Somebody needs there to answer. Somebody needs to be there to answer. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You, you got to take the hand off. You got to be... Uh, you know what, though, Dad? <laughs> she is the one to answer the phone, but the one to really answer in this movie is coming up. Johnny Bernthal and... I, I I just want to prepare people. I don't know who has stolen the end scene of a movie more uh, dramatically, out of seemingly out of left field, uh, and radically than Bernthal does at the end of this movie. It's it becomes co lead situation in the last five minutes. All right, the first call. All right, he's. he's this is a great a great conversation. He calls he's, it a lucky break. It's vigilantism is what it is. Yeah. Well, he's fully uh, fully willing to operate in this gray area, and she's just coming to terms with it. But he, you know, he had a long time to come to terms with it. Right. Oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to let her take it. He knows exactly what's going to be before she picks it up. Tell Elliot Ness to get his feet off the furniture. <laughs> it's like one funny line every ten minutes. It's perfect. Yeah, it is. Living robotics. Now they're Living now robotics. they got it. Now they're gonna get write it. it. Yeah, write it down. So that's what that's. I answer my own question, Dad, really quickly. Is he, they start this as an investigation of him, and he claims that J.K. Simmons claims it's about finding Ben Affleck's character, but in the end, it's about her solving the Living Robotics case as part of this. Right. John Lithgow decompensating, whether serious or comedic, always great. Yeah. He's definitely decompensating seriously Th- here. Third Rock from the Sun, very underrated 90s sitcom show with young yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as, as a baby. It was very funny. Do you remember that was JGL at like 12? Oh, yeah. 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 Pull to the left. All right. Before he destroys this guy, he tells him that he's not taking proper care of his sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> like you might want to get that that, that looked at. <laughs> oh god, that's too funny. He, he's just as disgusted by that piece of information as this scumbag. Okay. He hates this guy. He hates Lifkin. But watch the way Bernthal just sends these guys out to die. He he he's he's working on his own level. They're hired, hired separately. He works solo. That was sort of the point of setting up his character. Oh, here comes. Mm-hmm. Here comes. Get ready, Dad. This is loud and a great Burnthal bit. Very loud for you guys out there. Mm. Blows on his fingers. Oh. Nobody does. So I just went from 100% to 10% volume. <laughs> sounds cannon. like there's gunshots around me everywhere. Even he's scared. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he knows from the sound of it what, what, what he's shooting with. Yeah. 
you know, they've got nice assault rifles, but he's got a cannon. <laughs> you. Right, he just sends all these guys out to be, play, be, to be on point while he waits inside. Mm-hmm. And they even sort of question him at some point or give him a look, which is what makes me think they, they're sort of working separately, which is never good in these situations. Mm-mm. Not have to be your own guys. He's obviously much more professional. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, one might ask Dad why he used the sniper rifle to begin with, as opposed to just going to in like he is now. To shake him up? Because he's not about style, and he's not about enjoying the torture. He's, he mapped out the most practical plan. Mm-hmm. Take out as many guys from sniper as possible, and then come to what this would be called medium range right here. Mm-hmm. His aim is obviously way better. He's, yeah, he's yeah. no, he's not even sighting it really. And then you go close range. I mean, that's that's how the military operates. You go, you you keep, you know, you start at two thousand meters, seventeen hundred meters, fifteen hundred meters. Mm-hmm. Because if you run right in, you're an idiot. But you can't stay out. Too far forever. Here he goes. He knows how many he knows how many bullets are in this thing. How, the range of it. There he goes. Boom. <laughs> look at him. That quizzical look on his face. Who is this guy? It's just it's the fact that Bernthal seems not as surprised. I always think is why the ten percent. Maybe he was suspecting something. Like, is he, now is he suspecting something? I don't know. What, in terms of his brother? I don't know. I'm not even sure he, he, here yet. Well, well, maybe with that look. I mean, it, after the first couple scenes, they actually asked Bernthal to be somewhat restrained with his macho personality. <clears throat> he, he got winged, didn't he? Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're just watching the amazing action. Mm-hmm. Three shots. Not too many guys left, mm-hmm. other than Bro. By the way, guys, the reason this movie and John Wick and stuff, they always do at least two shots to the head. It's not just for style. It's because you can miraculously survive a gunshot to the head. The chances of surviving two or three gunshots to the head are very low. So Christian's not doing it for, you know, shits and giggles. Right, for style. For style points. Yep. But when he's got the giant rifle, he shoots him in the chest because those are like giant bullets. Oh, boy. The other reason you know these aren't Johnny Bernthal's guys is they're just not very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Notice not too much camera shake. A little bit here and there. Yep. Normally when it's from his perspective, it shakes a little bit. And then when he starts kicking butt... It 
No, this guy can really fight. I forgot about yeah, this. this. This guy's like yeah. the dude at the beginning of Winter Soldier on the boat. He can take it. He, I mean, yeah. He can take punches to the side all day. Oh, the grenade! Oh, yes! Yeah. It's it's a flashbang, guys. That's why he survives. That's not a grenade. But, Was it in his back? But when, it was right next to his head. Oh, I see. It destroyed his brains. He might not be dead, actually, but he's never going to hear again. His brains are scrambled eggs. Yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. What's happening? Now he sees. Now he sees who it is. Mm. Can can he hear his voice? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And, and again, the level of surprise on Bernthal is it's just ambiguous enough. But yeah, yeah, if you're listening to this, he can he sees his brother now straight up. But he was already hearing "Born on Monday, Born on Tuesday" thing. Solomon Grundy, yeah. Look at him; he's just breathing hard now. And the fact that he doesn't physically boat. recognize them at first, they must have really not seen each other for a while or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he's just in denial, right? Like a normal human being. Up oh, here come the puppy dog eyes from Bernthal. <laughs> Does Bernthal end up shooting one of his own guys? I always forget. Stand yeah. down. Yep, he does. And he did tell him to stand down. Right. Yeah, I forgot that. He doesn't give two shits about this CEO. He hasn't from the beginning, and now he really doesn't. <laughs> We were floored when we first saw this, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. The reveal and then the interaction that's coming. Totally, totally. I had no idea. I was only vaguely aware of who John Bernthal was at this point. I knew, but I didn't know a ton. Mm Mm-hmm. Hadn't done Punisher, hadn't done Baby Driver. Hello, Braxton. (laughs) Hello, Braxton. (laughs) It's like, we should go. All right. (laughs) Here's where he steals the movie. At least steals the end of it. (laughs) He's immediately unloading his feelings. I I am happy. (laughs) (laughs) I need to finish. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. The last puzzle piece. Brother doesn't give a shit about the other guy. He was. Mm-hmm. The funeral thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's the normal one against all odds in a way. Yep. The normal human reactions. Uh weird fuck this changes so quickly yeah 
It's unbelievable dual performance. Great string music if you guys are listening, but very understated. Not big swelling, tons of instruments. It's a uh, viola and a couple other instruments. That's it. No, didn't feel loved by his brother. Oh, man. Oh, God, left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Christian has been a selfish prick. He deserves this from his brother. <laughs> he could have helped him out a long time ago. Yeah. They both could have helped each other. That's sort of the point. <laughs> Behave yourself, Braxton. Mm, pulls a gun. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. It's hard to talk during this scene. Mm, yeah. Intense. I like that they fight, but they don't beat each other up to a pulp because that's a little cliched. I was like, yeah. just the right amount of frustration, brother fighting, and now they can talk, right? Right. Look at Johnny's hair. I love it. You can tell how much <laughs> in it he was to get the hair like that. <laughs> right. I mean, I think I think they really dug into each other those two a couple times. Get this here. Here it comes. Oh man, I'm losing it. Yeah. That's the problem he's had this whole time. Yeah. Not about mom. Not about mom, dad. Call me. So we assume he always knew how to get in touch with Braxton if if he wanted to. Oh, I knew where you were. There you go. Just wanted you to be safe. Mm -hmm. Oh, here it comes. (laughs) 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 What what, what, what am I, chopped liver? (laughs) They're back to brother stuff. Great this line. is how you know they really loved each other as brothers. It's like when you have a best friend from childhood that goes back immediately, you know? Yeah, that's now, right. Now they're talking like they're little kids again. This is this <laughs> it's rhetorical, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, here it comes. Not happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes immediately to the moral high ground argument. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Look at Burnfall. Like, if you don't kill him, I'm gonna. Right, and justify the means. <laughs> Dana found a mistake, right? It's all Dana started. Mm-hmm. I'm fond of Dana. Uh, here it comes. I can't believe he thinks it's gonna work with these two killers here. Grand, grand, grandiose narcissist. <laughs> it is almost he, funny. He, he here just about enough. <laughs> <laughs> look at Burnthal. Look at Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 
I wonder if Benthal's also thrown off by a little bit of emotional progress from his brother that he wouldn't have expected, right? Miss YouTube. There it is, Dad. <laughs> there it is. Little smile. That's a that's that's Frank Castle. Ninety million percent loyal to the people he loves and trusts. Yeah. Look at his eyes. Oh my god. There it is. Yep. <laughs> that's it, then. We got postscript with our characters, and, and that's the movie. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah pretty amazing. Yeah, maybe Whoops. we should be happy they didn't sequelize this. It's just a piece of art we can enjoy. Eh, there's a point. Here it comes. Man, is she beautiful. Mm-mm. Great actress, Cynthia Di Robinson. Please put her in more movies. This woman can act, and she's got a great look and personality. That, that was the founder's sister, but by the way, they just yeah, said it. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go, girlfriend. Look at that. He's like a proud dad. <laughs> yeah, but look, he's already he he regrets and doesn't regret this decision that this entire movie. Great performance by J.K. Simmons. I can't say enough. Just the facial yep. work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she kind of looks like a pre- future presidential candidate, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. Proud Papa. And they're not they're not totally lying. I mean, they got some illegal breaks, but they still had to work their asses off to do the rest. Yep. Wow, look at this spot. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Now when this reveal happens, I, I just had chills. Mm-hmm. The first time. And the ultimate con- uh, pr- proof of him being so much more advanced than his dad. Right. Yeah, typicals. Yeah. Yeah. Normies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Do you notice, by the way, about how the guy's pitch is more subtle and more modern now as well? That it's a few years later. No, no, I, I didn't. I it didn't used to be the that. old autism argument of we have to operate outside the box, but they're never going to totally be normal. This guy's going. Maybe they're more advanced than us, and and we, we oh, can yeah. harness it in positive ways for them and for us, which is the current yeah. uh, positive argument for it, right? Yeah, there's some autistic people in, in some very high positions in our society for people who are pr- uh, pr- um, progressive enough to do, try that in their company. Yeah, to employ them. Oh, here comes the the, the door, the big door, big reveal. This is. Mm. Crazy computer systems, right? Coming up. Oh, there's the hallway. There's the puzzle. 
that she that she kept. I look at her still as as an adult. Mm -hmm. Wow. No, they need to interact. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think the the founder knows w w what she's up to? And well, he knows he gets a million in the hundred dollar check every year, so he yeah. knows something. Yeah. And he knows that the autistic kids are brilliant. He knows that some some you know some of them go off the reservation. But he 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 may not know what she's doing with with her computer. I think he's chosen to not explore what's going on. I don't think he cares. I mean... Oh, right, it's, it's his daughter. Yeah, he knows. I forgot that part of the reveal. I think he's relying on the FBI not being total dicks to invade an autism center. Some of our donors yeah, are more are. generous than others. <laughs> and you can fill in the, the blanks about them, you know, like be, these two being sort of like... Um, you know, lifelong best buddies with a connection, which is so beautiful yeah. that they've had each other this whole time. Mm -hmm. Hello, dreamboat. Shall we chat? Uh. Yeah. Thank you, Anna Kendrick, for being yourself. Yeah. It's so great that they cast her as Dana. It just adds a whole nother dimension to the, mm -hmm. the beauty of this movie. I think if you look at the whole of her best movies, it would be hard to find one or two actresses to be in all of those different kinds of movies. To be in yeah. this, Pitch Perfect, Up in the Air, the bad comedies, the good comedies. She's even been in some horror stuff. She was in Twilight. I mean, she's in everything. <laughs> Dogs playing poker. Dogs poker because it's incongruous. Right. Yep. And so she, so she knows who it's from. And by the way, that is the moment where he turns in this movie, if you watch it enough, is when they talk about dogs and poker, and he surprises her by saying he likes dogs and poker, and why. That's when the conversation starts opening up between them. Oh, right. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Uh. yeah. I love it. It went from you deserve a while to here's the Jackson Pollock. Yeah. Hmm. Free Form by Jackson Pollock, 1946. It's called Free mm. Form. Hmm. Beautiful. To Leave Something Behind by Sean Rao, the song? Okay. That looks good, Anna. It does, and she, she appreciates it. I mean, she understands it. That's it. We sat through the credits and we walked out dad and went to the bathroom and we're like, I wonder how long it's going to be before the sequel to this. Really? I, I, mean, I remember talking about it. Like, yeah. It's yeah, the most obvious that. sequel movie ever and they just didn't. Yeah. The clips from the press tour with these two are very, very funny because it'd be a little before he completely decompensated as, as a human being publicly. Right. I think if anyone could get a real smile out of Ben Affleck, it's it's Anna Kendrick. Off into the sunset. Mm -hmm. Going back so to your West. AK, you know, AK owns the middle of the movie, and Bernthal owns the end, right? I mean, yeah. 
Yep. Outside yep. of the main characters. I mean, that's that was the plan. And they got the plan. There you go. Two hours, one minute, 44 seconds. Thank you, Pompa Bizzle. Yeah, that was great, Jess. Um, well, Anna Kendrick says she based her character on her mother, a real accountant who went over the script and explained the math to her daughter. So oh Mama, Mama Kendrick was directly involved in inspiring of the character in numerous ways. So the entire wow. Kendrick family, thank you so much. Any final thoughts, Dad, for this great movie before I, I send you off? Because I know you've got some stuff to do. Yeah. No, I'm just really glad we, we did it and got a chance to watch it together again. Um, what's, what's one thing, uh, my only and final question here is, A, what's one thing that you remember but still really are affected by or like each time? And what's one thing that keeps surprising you or you forget sort of each time, if that makes sense? I, I said a lot of mine during the movies. I'm curious if you, if you have any off the top of your, your head. To be general, specific, big, small, like literally anything. Well, I think how how, how wonderful J.K. Simmons, how, how wonderful and interesting J.K. Simmons' uh, character is, for, for one. Um, I, I think I didn't remember what how important of a piece of the whole puzzle his character was. He earned this role big time, not just because he's J.K. Simmons. He fucking earned it. Right. And, uh, and what's something that you just, I mean, there's so much you really look forward to. Um, right. I think I, I look forward to the, um, the evolving relationship between Dana and, uh, mm-hmm. and Affleck. Absolutely. Affleck's character. I think that was great how, you know, at lunch and then in the hotel room and, and you need zero tr- plot twists or weirdness for that to continue to be interesting, and you want more because of the actors and the writing and the performance, right? I mean, right. You know, the, the biggest cliche in the Bizzlecast is sold through performance, but things like that, and him and Bernthal, you know, it just to me it proves that in the end you can point to a million things being good, bad, or whatever, causing a movie, I should say, to be good, bad, but in the end it has to be sold through performance of the actors with what they have. Um, Totally. And on top of that, Dad, um, and I'll let you go, I, 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 the direction and writing is is you don't think about it all during the movie, which is almost always a great sign uh, because you know that it's great material, but you're just focused on how it's being manifested through the actors, right? I mean, yes, it, 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 this is clearly a great script, at least in terms of the structure of it, you know, thematically, characters and clearly. so forth. Yeah, but yeah, but until after the movie or between watchings or on multiple watchings is the first time you really think about it. So, yeah. all right, Papa B, thank you so much. Right. And um, we are for sure going to do the Punisher series, guys, that I've been teasing. Uh, we're going to find it. But I saw this uh, the other night on a rewatch and was really affected. And Bernthal obviously is a big part. And, and Bernthal is one of the is the you know, main reason why we love and people love the Punisher so much. That So thank you so much for this. And I, I'm really pumped to do the first couple of Punisher eps and get that going with, with, with the Liebermans <laughs> and Frank Castle. For sure. Let's do it. All right, Bizzlecast listeners, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed it. No, it's been a while since I got a full late movie commentary, and we got Papa Bizzle. Um, uh, so thank you again, Papa Bizzle. Thank you, Bizzlecast listeners. Uh, Going to have some very different content coming out the next little while. I'll talk more about that in a separate podcast. But for now, may the force be with you, and the Bizzlecast is out.